All right, and we are live once again here, Rebel with a Cause podcast. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this evening, uh, what is it? One fourth of Ignore the Rant? One third. But, one third. Uh, I feel like I do the work of less than that. So, yeah, probably one eighth. I think I'm one eighth of Ignore the Rant. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Three fifths of Ignore the Rant. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about compromise. <laughs> It's a, it's a great show, uh, profuse uh, use of the F word, and they even warn you about it right at the very beginning. So, guys, we try to. We, yeah. we definitely try to be upfront with the fact that uh, it's not going to be anything you want to blast over speakers at work or around <laughs> loved ones or people that you care about their opinion of you. Yeah, um, exactly right. Because Lord knows none of us on the show really have that feature. We, we threw that out the window uh, about a year and a half ago. We just said, ah, let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah, y'all's uh, tact and diplomacy filters that happen like in between the head and the mouth just don't exist. So, no, no, no those filters got ripped out and thrown away. Uh, our, our goal is to be, well, my other two co-hosts, they don't really have a goal for the show. They're just one wants to be able to make, you know, enough to live off of it. And it, the other one's like, I don't care if we never do this again. Um, <laughs> I'll just do it as long as you guys want to do it. And but my goal, and I'm the only one on the podcast, by the way, it's called Ignore the Rant for anyone that might be wondering who the heck this guy is that Eric's talking to. Um, <laughs> my goal, like I'm the only one that listens to podcasts. And so I listen to nothing but podcasts or, you know, live streams or whatever. Right. And um, and so there's a few that I like a lot. I listen to every episode, especially the funny ones. And so I, I guess I've naturally found that uh, I take a little bit. I, I find myself naturally kind of going into some of the things that I hear that I like. And for example, like one's Timeline Earth. Uh, love oh, those yes. guys. And yeah, good old, so, um, good buddies with uh, Car and Bird. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I've enjoyed listening to them. And uh, if I remember correctly, are you the guy that coined the term Gomez? Yeah, it was uh, one of those little throwaway jokes because that happened right after the Chaz Chop thing up in Seattle. So I was like, we're always going off about, you know, we got to we got to do something down here in the south that uh, separates us from everybody else again. You know, so I said, well, why not the Gomez, the Gulf of Mexico autonomous zone? I love it. I love it because uh, that's not too terribly far away from me. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm in the Atlanta area, so I think. My thing was just trying to make a uh, shittier version of Timeline Earth for normies that aren't aware of any liberty, anything. And um, and so I've purposely tried to stray as far away from being a libertarian podcast as possible. But oh, yeah. it's kind of like an exercise of somebody that uh, I guess is liberty minded, but however gay that sounds. <laughs> and and like, just as long uh, as we don't use that silly phrase, the liberty movement. Yeah, no, I'm not in any movement. I'm not a member of any party. Um, but as like we a, told from the last two years, the only movement Liberty is making is a bowel movement, and that's it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, we're we're taking a book out of Amber Heard's uh, or a page out of Amber Heard's book and just uh, leaving a big yes. pile right in the bed. Right, but and then we'll blame uh, it on two small little five pound dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll blame the cops for putting the dogs down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that little bastard had it coming. Just blame it on somebody else, I guess. <laughs> well, so, yeah. uh, there is a tr tradition with uh, with podcasting. Uh, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, I'm supporting my brothers south of the border. Our Mexican oh, friends, oh. we love them. We, oh, he's we got bottled them. disease right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well... It's it's so light. It's basically water. You know, like yeah. I can drink it on a podcast in like forty five minutes. I won't be like, so Eric, you're beautiful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, my little exploits of what happened uh, the first night of unofficial Childerberg must have uh, reached far and wide. <laughs> I've heard that things uh, were drank and people yes. were drunk, but everybody's been pretty good as far as like. Nobody knows who the hell I am, so it's not like, quick, we got to go find Jim and tell him what happened at Childerberg. Like, nobody there even knows <laughs> I exist. So I've only heard through podcasts that uh, sound like everybody <laughs> had a pretty good time. Yeah, uh, I overserved myself almost an entire bottle of uh, Jameson Orange. So, mm. 
Yeah. Oh, damn, man. Yeah, it, it got to the point where I was uh, giving the I love you mans to everybody. and uh, yeah. yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was not good. Uh, my buddy, uh, Carry On Freebird, came and like took the bottle away from me with like a finger left in the bottom. And then she just kind of looked at me. It's like, oh, this I did, I did nothing. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yeah, the damage me, is done. Least, yeah, I mean, the hangover is not going to be any worse if I just finish oh, yeah. this off. At least give me that accomplishment. Yeah, so as, uh, as far as what is inside the, uh, the Yeti Cup of uh, Disaster, I have uh, Club Soda, uh, Stoli, because, you know. You got to support, hey, if you're rooting for it's, it's, it's Russian. And uh, a couple little squirts of lime juice just to liven things up. Well, it is summer. You want something to, uh, you want that refreshing nature to come in. I mean, yeah, you're in right. Louisiana. I'm sure it's just <laughs> as hot and swampy there as it's been here. Yeah, I looked down at the uh, the weather app today, and it was like, uh, it was like, oh, ninety eight degrees, and then you go down, scroll to the bottom, and it says feels like one oh four, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Mine, I just open it up and it says move, just <laughs> just move. Um, it's like get out of there. <laughs> but I'm not gonna, not unless, um, not unless the, well, I don't want to be too crude. Uh, this isn't uh, the the dumpster fire that I'm on. Uh, not mm -hmm. if Stacey Abrams takes over. Uh, oh, then then it's just going to be her hot, sweaty taint all over the state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This, well, anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, then I'll be in, like, a uh, bird's position a year ago where I'm going to have to, like, start looking at real estate. Uh, don't know if I could do Florida, though. Uh, Dude, he, it. like, Too hot. embraces Too hot. Florida, man, now. He is, like, all the way down in Miami. Yeah. Is he selling, He's talking uh, about fishing every day. <laughs> Is he selling bootleg DVDs out of the back of his car yet? Because he's not officially Florida man until he's hit that point. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'd have to ask Bird. I'll have to find <laughs> out. See if he's selling bootleg DVDs and like giving like random fishing advice to strangers. Oh, hell yeah. No, you want to cast sidearm. You actually get more than you do overhand. Uh, he's probably learning a lot down there. He probably is. I mean, it's like it seems like being up in Queens, New York, he was very... Uh, kind of sheltered and cloistered and he couldn't really do much of anything especially during the uh during the uh, the world timeout and then uh you know moves down to florida and he's like oh, oh you people are just driving around and doing stuff <laughs> what do you mean you people <laughs> yeah but <laughs> well that's kind of the thing is like everybody's coming out of it now you know california is basically back to normal from what i can tell i guess new right. york is i don't know really don't care um but it seems like the majority of the country is operational at least yeah and it's yeah like, and even the please. places that are still enforcing the rules they're all kind of like maybe turning a blind eye to stuff like in new orleans you, you've got to have the the vaccine card to go anywhere but i've mm. actually witnessed people just hold out their phone with a picture of a puppy on it and then get let into places yeah it reminds me of the bouncer is like okay cool bars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just show me your wallet dude just i mean just, you look you look 12 just come on in in case there's a cop across the street, I have to make it look like I carded you. <laughs> yes, yes. Whatever you did to your phone after I saw it, I can't, you know. No, he showed yeah. it to me. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, that's kind of a bummer. I didn't know New Orleans was, uh, at least had that as a policy. Because I know, like, here in Atlanta, it's been wide open for over two years now. Like, we, yeah. that's one thing, that's one thing about Florida that they get all the love because DeSantis is so boisterous. And Brian Kemp here in Georgia is so meek and quiet and just like, oh, gee, golly, I know <laughs> I'm just the governor. I'm the holy old governor. Um, but we were the first state to open up. And I remember for like one week, yeah. we got so much press. Uh, Atlanta is the death destination. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody's like, ah, go, the nation. Oh. Like, go, go screw yourself. And then if we, journalists could be life. funny. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hold on. They're on Google. How to make joke. Ah. <laughs> Nothing. I'm getting no results. Six six hours in the writer's room, and they're passing ideas back and forth, and death stination was what they came up with. Yeah. And they had probably a list of 72 other items, and they're like, nailed it. That's the one. <laughs> kind of like the Washington Redskins finding a new team name. They released a list two years ago, like 120 options. They were just all keep trash. the Redskins. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. I just... Just remove red. Everyone calls them the skins anyway. Like, I don't, right. I don't know. Whatever. They want to kneel and put, you know, rainbow flags on everything and end racism. It's like, you're not you're not the sport I grew up with. I know that much. Like, take that dude's head off. Make money. 
Yeah, just and, you, you got to love white liberals. In Buckhead. <laughs> yeah, you got to love white liberals. They they want to remove anybody that has like a darker shade of peach from everything, and then claim that the oh it's like we did this for you. Yeah, yeah. It's like you we can't have Aunt Jemima on sermon. We <laughs> can't have Uncle Ben on rice. Land yep. of Lakes, we removed the Indian but kept the land as as per usual. I mean that that was the most that was the most base move out of all of them. Everybody else, you know, they just removed them, but uh, they didn't give up the land. <laughs> yeah, it's kept it right there. Got the lake, the little <laughs> valley, and the sun, and the sunset behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time. I think we're all going to look back in not so distant future and just go, "What the hell were we doing? Like this is ridiculous." I mean, people, we can see it now because yeah. it's so evident. But the people that are clinging to their masks and their vaccines, and I can't wait to get my four-year-old all jabbed up. Oh, I think yeah, at that's... some point they have to look back over time and just go, what was that? Like, how were we under that spell? Um, and I'm waiting. No, for they'll, they'll go the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, they'll go the opposite right. way. It's like, I wouldn't have made it to here if I hadn't have done all those things. Damn it. There I go being hopeful again. <laughs> <laughs> join the dark side (laughs) man but it's bizarre though because like you know twitter's not a real place and internet's not uh you know a physical location but the difference between online uh life and even tv all that crap and then going out and just hey let's go to a ball game let's go to a concert let's go to a comedy club if if you had told me, like, if I was in a coma for two years and I just woke up, other than the high prices, just yeah. physically going around, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been like, no, everything looks normal. There's traffic jams. People are assholes. Uh, <laughs> there's kids doing donuts in the middle of major intersections. Like, we're back to normal. I don't really know uh, what everybody's still talking about. Yeah, if I would have gone back to, like, 2016 me and said hey be on the lookout because in 2020 things are about to get fucking crazy i was like we got uh you know people are going to be sent out in the front of a grocery store they're not going to let you in if you're not wearing a a diaper on your face yeah 2016 he would have been like no (laughs) that's just not going to happen what drugs are you on and where can i find them so i can destroy them because those are (laughs) the worst drugs ever i think your your magic mushrooms must have been a little tainted yeah, yeah, you got some old ones, man. You might want to toss them. <laughs> Go get some new ones. Get some better. Get some better bullshit. <laughs> it's like that that old uh, joke. It's like, do not take the brown acid. If a guy comes around offering you brown acid, do not take it. <laughs> yeah, don't do it, man. <laughs> don't it's do bad. it, man. It's bad. You can have a bad time. We just want good times. Instead uh, of seeing also, little green elves, you're gonna be seeing pink elves, dude. Yeah. Also, we gotta get Orange Man out of the office because of some something. Somebody told me that he's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's always been kind of fun, uh, especially that uh, that one uh, Instagram influencer that keeps uh, simping for Biden. Everyone that keeps uh, posting underneath it was like, no mean tweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My timeline has been so much more peaceful now that Orange Man's not there. Everybody's right. getting along. There's no infighting amongst any political affiliations. It's fucking <laughs> kumbaya out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything's going to hell in a handbasket faster than we can uh, we can say going to hell in a handbasket. But yeah, no mean tweets. Yeah, I mean, the press I, isn't I've, being made fun of constantly. Yeah, they're starting to get their ego back. Thank God. Uh, oh no. <laughs> I need the self esteem of my reporters to be at an all time high. Uh, otherwise, I just can't watch the news. I those poor people. Now you know what happens when you get uppity reporters, right? That's that's Brian Stelter's whole thing. Oh, yeah, where he just gets frozen in time. Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> we're going to have a trade-off here. It's like, this is God to sell, uh, Stelter. He's like, all right, all right, listen to me. You're going to be on a major news network. A lot of people are going to watch you for different reasons. But I'm going to have to freeze you at being like a 48-year-old looking man in your 20s, and you're just going to ride that all the way through your 30s. Um, do we have a deal? <laughs> And he was like, oh, shucks, God, I guess I got, I just got to, I got to do it. I got to be on CNN. I got to do it. Do I have to go on a diet, dog? No, no, it's, you, you can be fat as shit. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't even care. The fatter, the better, actually, because then yeah. uh, the sympathy viewers will come in. Uh, <laughs> don't you dare start to act like a sex symbol. Otherwise, it yeah. all goes away. Yeah, just take the Brian Dennehy uh, 
response to life. You know, it's like character actors can get fat as shit. They they have to stay on a diet. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be the perpetual fat Mac from Always Sunny, but without the humor or the head of hair. Yeah. Sound good, right? What's What's amazing is he he's a bald version of that little kid in your neighborhood that got the Nintendo first, and invites you over to his house just to watch him play, but don't actually play a game with him. Exactly. He's the kid whose house gets rolled every time the kids sneak out. Yeah. He's the he's that and everybody knows if you grew up in the 90s anyway, there was <laughs> always a house. And because I know because there was always a house that I rolled, there was always a house on a corner lot where everybody could see it on their way in or out that it was just the house of the nerds and they just got it. They just yeah. got it. It was just yeah. it was the pecking order of the neighborhood. It was society establishing itself. <laughs> And the natural harmony that in which it was intended, and uh, that was Stelter. That was for sure Stelter. Yeah, anarchists like me would call that spontaneous order. You got to, got to keep the little chubby uh, piglets in in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, after you get done and you sneak back to whoever's house you're having like a sleepover at, you know, you start fighting over who threw it the highest and got it stuck in the tallest tree. You know, it's just the way things were. Nowadays, oh, yeah. I don't know if uh, if kids are even sneaking out of their house. I think they're just facetiming or you know sending yeah snapchats or whatever whatever those kooky kids are up to <laughs> yeah there was uh, one night i caught my son he was like standing out on the porch and uh I, I go out there it was like midnight and i was like son if you're gonna sneak out of the house like go visit a friend or something he's like don't just stand out here on the porch and make a bunch of noise that's gonna wake me up you know <laughs> yeah don't look like we have a homeless guy just sheltered on our front porch go out and do something <laughs> for the love of god <laughs> he's like oh i couldn't sleep i didn't know what to do i was like it's like okay fine <laughs> fair enough but at least uh you know open the garage or you know get your bike go somewhere yeah, yeah. go like start a fire out in the yard or something you know, yeah, like, make, do something do know, something bad <laughs> give me something to reprimand you over but right now you're kind of in this gray zone i really don't yeah. know if i should pull you back inside or just act like i don't see you um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're just stomping around on the porch, waking everybody up and getting the dog to bark at you. That's Yeah, either in or out. That's what <laughs> my parents always said. But, um, yeah, like, if I remember correctly, you're early to mid-40s, right? Yeah, 42. I'll be uh, 43 at the end of this month. Okay, excellent. Well, uh, yeah, I'll be turning 40 in August. But it's uh, you can relate, at least, to growing up in the 90s, you know, what that oh, was. Yeah what that life was like pre-internet no cell phones you know sun or the street lights come on that's your signal to start thinking about going home yeah um and, just and that was actually the best for me because i was a teenager at the time so <laughs> right on <laughs> <laughs> yeah though it uh like I've, I've gone back and started watching old things that i used to watch when uh when i was a teenager or whatever middle school or whatnot like old Beavis and Butthead, uh, like there's a new Beavis and Butthead movie coming out this Thursday, and uh, yeah, I saw the the trailer for it. And I'm like, oh no, Mike Judge, you're you're doing a cash grab. <laughs> yeah, well, they were supposed to actually come back and do a new reboot of the series where Beavis and Butthead are now old, and they have kids that are Gen Z. That is a terrifying kids. thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, no, don't do that, please. Just just keep making it like this, like The Simpsons or South Park, where they just never age. I don't like, don't get cute. But just bring back the raunchy shit where they're reacting to music videos, if that's still a thing. Um, yeah, exactly. Because half of the reason why we watched it was just them just like roasting Pearl Jam and uh, and Ozzy Osbourne on the videos. Yeah, you know? or, or a Ween video would come up. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever heard of Ween or like the Violent <laughs> Femmes. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, what was the name of that record? Chocolate and Cheese, I think. Yeah. The only one that comes to mind is chocolate, chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. But that was a few years after. Uh, yeah, that was, was Limp Bizkit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> speaking of things that could be popular. And I've met Fred Durst, and he is a nice guy. I just hate his music. <laughs> I think you kind of have to be a nice guy, because I don't think you get the leeway of being a dick. Oh, um, and that was even at the height of Limp Bizkit. That was like the early really? 2000s. Yeah. I was uh, working at a Kinko's in North Houston, and he was promoting another band. Uh, that he was kind of like made the manager of and uh, they were in Houston to do a show and he came in to get a whole bunch of flyers printed off. Guy was really, really nice. Uh, gave me like a $20 tip. You know, it was like, Oh yeah, if you can get this done, man, I'll give you a $20 tip. Like no problem. It's like, I was working overnights. 
So, you know, we shook hands. I even took a picture with him and everything. And then he just left. I was like, oh, I don't know, that guy's really nice. But, God, his music just sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you're an angsty teenager, I mean, break stuff comes on. You're having a bad day or whatever. It's like, eh, I don't know. That song caused a fire at the uh, at Woodstock uh, 2 or whatever it was. In like yeah, Woodstock 99. Or whatever. Yeah. Did you see the... Uh, the special, the HBO special, I think it came out last summer, where it was like doing a look back 20 years or whatever, 23. I'm not good with numbers. Um, <laughs> but they were looking back at Woodstock. What do I look like, a mathematician? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, do you see a calculator watch on me? <laughs> um, but they were doing a retrospect, like documentary, two hours or so about Woodstock 99, like the most violent concert, venue, whatever, ever. And they were blaming it all on Limp Biscuit. They were like, yeah, uh, I mean, that song came on and then like people just went nuts. But I mean, they were going to go nuts anyway. So, yeah, yeah. That lineup was pretty stiff. Um, Yeah. But also it was, you know, it was 90 plus degrees. They didn't have water. It was like, yeah, I mean, it was a poorly run venue. And but they were blaming it all on uh, cis white men. Oh, of course. Like, of course. Okay. I mean, I guess if we're going to now start going, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. We're we're uh, we're perpetually going back in time to go. What else can we blame other people <laughs> for something that other people did? Yeah. One of my favorite things was uh, HBO putting uh, Blazing Saddles back on. But before you started it, they had to have like a five minute you're bad for being a white dude <laughs> disclaimer on it. It was like these jokes, you know, I was like, the, the movie is funny. Objectively, it's funny. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um and that's where, you know, I like what Dave Smith has to say, where he's like, yeah, we live in the United States of America. I'm going to joke about whatever the hell I want to. And I don't know why anybody is caving into anything. Like, I just heard that Rain Wilson, the guy who plays uh, Dwight. Dwight on The Office, just apparently made a very low rate joke and started getting rolled for it. And then he comes out and apologizes. And I'm like, have we Yeah, and deleted learned? the tweet. Yeah, have we not? Hey, you can never delete anything off the internet. It is forever. No, because someone's going to screenshot it, or the Wayback Machine will still have it. So, yeah, and it's like, why, why even attempt to, like, apologize to these people that aren't acting in good faith and uh, don't care if you do apologize? Like, just yeah. tell them to f off and keep it moving. Yeah, because they're not buying your shit anyways. They're not watching your shows. They don't care. Mm-mm. No, not at all. And um, and that's why, you know, I don't know how uh, libertarian party attention you pay to all the goings on of that. Uh, in 2018, I walked away and haven't looked back since. So smart, smart man. <laughs> I've I've paid attention only because like so many people, my, like my internet friends that I've met along the way. And all the different group chats or discords or whatever. Uh, they've been really nothing but nice as hell to me. And so I like them as people. But that's just like the environment in which everything exists for them. And I guess me interacting with them. So I pay attention uh, to what's going on. I was like, oh, cool. The Mises Caucus did the thing that they wanted to do. And now they're yes. the guy. They're the guy that got rid of all the other guys that I didn't like. Uh, but I'm still not going to join your party. Um, yeah, I even came out and said, it's like, I, I don't really care about the squabbles between the Loser Brigade and the Mises Caucus. I, I really don't. But I'm glad the Loser Brigade lost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know where they are. I'm sure that... Uh, oh, they all went back to whatever. becoming full-fledged Democrats. So. Yeah, well, at least, they're, at least they have a home. But, I mean, it was an interesting ride for a few years to kind of watch that whole thing battle itself out. All the while, just knowing that this is still not going to make a bit of difference. Um, and But now it's kind of sad. It's like watching the end of Game of Thrones. It was like, I thought the ending was going to be different. Like, Ugh. I thought it was going to no, be a little bigger Starbuck cups and laptop cables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we totally forgot about that guy and his entire storyline. Uh, whatever, just put Bran in there. Yeah, everybody's standing for uh, Daenerys Targaryen, and like, turns out she was basically modeled after George Bush. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert for anybody that <laughs> has been under a rock for the last, uh, you know, two years pre-COVID. <laughs> but yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's like I'm just not interested in it. And um, yeah. 
I just want to see them not totally screw the pooch. And I don't have faith that they won't absolutely, utterly do everything that I didn't like with uh, anybody else from before. Yeah, I, I do know that they've turned the keys over to the uh, the Twitter account for the LP National. And now, like, good people are actually sending out some pretty good tweets. Yeah. So ho- hopefully the uh, the messaging will at least improve. Yeah, and I've noticed that. I was pretty critical in the first week. I was like, man, right? I thought we were going to get a takeover, but instead we just got a gay makeover where they're <laughs> tweeting about like how not racist or how not bigoted they are. And I'm like, don't do this. Don't do that. Please don't do this. Like I was I'm looking for jokes. I'm looking for people just saying, yeah, we're here. We're going to say whatever we want. Get bent or, you know, yeah, if you just hand it over to Jeremy Kaufman, Kaufman, uh, you know, of Odyssey fame and, you know, he's running for Senate up there in uh, New Hampshire. Uh he has got some of the best takes that I've ever seen because he weaves it in their language. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that nobody's really noticed is like he did the whole like war is gay mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's like using their own like little woke brownie point language and he's, yep. he's getting away with it. And it's a, it's a pretty good thing. Although he did get taken off of TikTok, and I was a little pissed off at that. Oh, he did? Yeah. Two million views up. per video. No shit. And they're only like 30 seconds long. Yeah, it's just him walking down the street saying, hey, look, this thing's pretty yeah. stupid, and I'm going to tell you why. Boom, bang, and I'm out. Yeah. It was like, oh, community guidelines. I was like, what are, what are those? It's like the one. <laughs> those are meant to be broken. It's <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> We're just here showing... trying to bend the rules, not break them. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. unless he's showing dong, uh, I say let him ride. Just let him and go. I've seen far worse on TikTok, to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't understand the TikTok algorithms. Like, I have an account that I made for the podcast in case if we ever try that route. I don't foresee us doing it. Um, But I don't know how they formulate the algorithms as far as like, hey, you open the app. Here's something that we think that you should see. (laughs) And uh, because the other day I opened it up and it's just some chick farting. Just nice. I haven't got to uh, I haven't gotten to brep tiktok yet is that what that is yeah <laughs> well see now that you said it and your phone is listening oh, i promise yes. tomorrow uh, those damn chai comms <laughs> yeah before you lay your head down tonight you're gonna be inundated and, yeah uh, there for the long time it was fat chicks jiggling on camera and that was like the half of like my for you page and i'd be scrolling and i'd be like block scroll block <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mine is nothing but Southern people being overtly Southern and chicks. Funny. See, those are the best ones because they're they're being funny. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like talking about who has the best barbecue and yeah. You know, uh, do you ever see the guy that does the Southern Dad? I don't think so. Oh my god, that guy is hilarious. He he gets he gets the uh, the the whole get up where he makes him uh, he puts a fat suit on. He gets the polo like the oversized trucker hat, and he goes, "Now, son." I got the report card from your teacher. And, you know, he's doing the whole thing. And it's like, I'm dying laughing because I've seen that guy a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. He lives across the street. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy right over there. Today. <laughs> no, hell but yeah. like, there's like millions of views, millions of views just for doing that shit. Yeah. No, it's amazing what will end up taking off and like things yeah. that you put so much work into uh, for months. I would just like to point out that he has grabbed another Corona and is going to enjoy. (laughs) Numero dos. Yeah, I'm going to wave the koozie. uh, And I'm just straight, straight out of the bottle. And that is it for the uh, vodka and soda for me. So rock and roll. That was a a whole 32 ounce Yeti cup. Nicely done. (laughs) Because I know how to rock and roll, folks. (laughs) <laughs> it's monday night and i'm here to party that's right tuesday morning i'll deal with that later <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's always delayed responsibility that's all it is i'm still gonna get around to doing things it's just a temporary pause yeah that's not that's not a me problem right now that's a future me problem yes that's yes. how that works but a lot of past me's have experience dealing with it so i feel confident <laughs> going into what the next 24 hours have to bring yeah, it'll just be me sitting in front of Civil 3D going, Ugh. 
I feel so dry. I don't know why I feel dry. (laughs) Dry sponge in my brain right now. I don't know why I keep doing this. I told myself forever that I would stop doing this on Mondays. (laughs) And the fluorescent lights just seem to be sucking the juice right out of my eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, so, uh, got any big plans for this summer? Now that the, the, hopefully the world is back to full-blown normal before uh, fall? Yeah, I mean, here in Louisiana, we've been kind of enjoying it for over a year now where people basically have stopped caring about masks or anything like that, especially where I live. Uh, So birthday coming up at the end of the month. So I plan on getting a steak and a hunk of cheesecake as a cheat. And then uh, I am contemplating putting together a little tour of the Gomez where uh, in September, because I figure in the South, it's not going to be as hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hit up Houston right here in Baton Rouge, uh, hit up Gulfport, Mississippi, Mobile, Alabama, and maybe Tallahassee, Florida. But uh, so far, I've only got like a few people who said, oh, yeah, I'll definitely come out for that. So I've got to I got to kind of gauge response on that one first before I pull sure. the trigger and start making calls. <laughs> no. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, hell yeah. No, September is usually when it starts to peel off and get a little more yeah. comfortable. At least, like, not abrasive, like, just straight-up assault. Yeah, uh, it'll be in the high 80s. It yeah. won't be in the high 90s. So yeah. that's what we're and looking it's, for. It's a big difference. Like, uh, I got family that lives up in northern Maine, where they are more surrounded by Canada than they are America. And, <laughs> and moose. <laughs> a lot of fucking moose. Um <laughs> And it was like in the 40s yesterday and raining. And I'm like, yeah. it's 102 here. It's like Arizona hot, except with the humidity. So we don't yeah. even have that dry heat, deep, you know, bull crap that they tout, <laughs> which is all a bunch of crap anyway. I've been out in Arizona in July. and uh, it's, it's hotter it's and shit. Yeah. It's brutal because you can't even like go to the shade. It's an oven. You're li- yeah. You know, there's not a lot of sunlight in the in the in the oven either, but it's still pretty damn hot. Same thing out there. I don't know how people uh, live in the extreme heat or the extreme cold. Maybe I'm just a bitch, but <laughs> maybe but I'm it, what uh, those '90 kids used to call a panty waist. Correct. <laughs> correct. Where then I would just say whatever. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah. So uh, I've I was a uh, a child when we lived in Nevada and that was desert heat. So, you know, it would be a hundred degrees during the day and it's dry as fuck. And so when you would sweat, you know, it would evaporate and go away and actually cool you down a little bit, but that's kind of a cheat because then you don't realize how dehydrated you are. Yeah. Then you get dizzy and then you get yeah. spins and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> all right. I got to go outside more often. It's like, Oh, my kidneys hurt. That's <laughs> <laughs> because you're fucking drying out. You're becoming a mummy as you stand there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I was listening to your last episode. Uh, you're running two people from Georgia back to back. You're clearly trying to destroy this empire you built. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Brit is a yeah. uh, Georgia, uh, a Los Angeles transplant into Georgia. So, yeah. And I heard her remarking like, I'm pointing out all the bodies of water. Like there's a lake, there's a pond. Oh my gosh, it's everywhere. And I'm like, oh yeah, they don't have that out there. I just take yeah. it for granted. I'm like, yeah, don't go there. There's water moccasins. There's probably a dead body. <laughs> Um, it's scuzzy. Uh, no, it ain't, it ain't clean. I can tell you. Yeah. That. Like down here in Louisiana, I mean, you gotta be real careful. It's like, is this water moccasin breeding season? Because if I jump into this pond and there is a ball of water moccasins, I'm not coming back out of that pond. <laughs> no, no, you're not. It's like the worst, uh, it's what they don't show you what happens to Indiana Jones. You know, if the cameras weren't there, it's like, oh yeah, no, he died. He died right there. Like, no, right he was, there. he was completely dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the big one came in and ate him. It was disgusting. Yeah, it's a DRT dead right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, I've had some people ask, it was like, well, don't you worry about alligators? I was like, well, actually, the funny thing about alligators is they just view you as a bigger alligator. So they technically will go out of their way to get away from you yeah. unless it's mama gator protecting her eggs. And then you've got to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, then you got a problem. Uh, but you definitely don't want to be like walking small dogs or having small children around the, the shoreline of any pond you come across because they they'll, they'll jump out they'll yeah. uh, they'll make a puppy go get gone real quick if, oh yeah uh, yeah and that's careful. yeah that's definitely happened before where I, I i used to live way out in walker louisiana mm-hmm. uh 
they have a sign outside it says where the men are men and the sheep are scared um <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey i like honest advertisement you know yeah, the the flag is uh, primer gray because that seems to be all of the uh, the calico cart cars that you see driving around, or half of it's Bondo, Bondo there. Just yeah. Bondo gray. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So I've I've seen people as like, have you seen Fluffy? I was like, there is a canal back there. Fluffy got eight. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. You know, don't don't go out there looking for your little miniature poodle. It's yeah. it's gone. <laughs> Fluffy contributed to the cycle of life. Uh, yeah. Go and if the gator didn't get it, the bobcat did. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything can kill you here, <laughs> um, and it will. It won't even think twice. I'll never yeah. forget. Like I went to college down in South Georgia, uh, which is even more wild as far as nature yes. than up here in the Atlanta in area. 1998. And, I was at Fort Benning. I know all about South Georgia. <laughs> hell yeah. Well, uh, I'm happy to report it's still the same. <laughs> oh yes. South Georgia will never change. Um, but I, I worked at the botanical gardens for our university. It started out as community service and I liked it so much. I just stuck around yeah. um, and turned it into a job because it's easy. I mean, it was nothing. Plants. So the court sent you to the botanical gardens and you decided to stay. Yeah. They gave me the option. They were like, okay, so you have some community service because of an alcohol related <laughs> event that I, I, I could probably go into detail, but I was making yeah, a joke and it actually is true. Now, now I feel bad. So. No, it's, oh, don't, <laughs> don't. It's funny. Um, and so they were, they gave me all, the list of all the options. It's like, you can go to the wastewater plant and scrape up scuzzy poo water, or you or... can go check in with the university and see, I mean, you're in good standing and other, everything else. So just go ask them if there's any areas that you could volunteer. We'll just count that anyway. And I was like, bet. Okay. <laughs> it's no problem. So I had, I had done landscaping as a teenager. So I was like, uh, botanical gardens. Yeah, I can go mow some grass. There wasn't any grass out there. It was just uh, go stand around and watch old ladies ask you about hydrangeas. <laughs> and I was like, this is the simplest thing ever. And here's the, the bonus. No shit water. So I was no good. shit water. So no there you water. go. But I was out there, and the guy that was running it one summer was getting ready for a trip to the Amazon, I think, somewhere South America. And he was consulting with a couple of our international professors. And it's like, hey, I'm heading down to the jungle where every, you know, you get bit by something or stung by something. You're toast. Uh, what do I need to look out for? Is there anything I need to uh, like uh, do? I need malaria medicine. All the, he, he was hypochondriac about the whole thing. And the guy told him, he's like, sir, this is South Georgia. There's more things that can kill you in your garage than what you're going to encounter on a guided <laughs> tour of the jungle. Like, yeah, guided tour, meaning the tour guide is not going to take you near all of the dangerous shit. <laughs> no, no, he's like, you know, do you check your shoes before you put them on? If you leave them out in the garage, he's like, oh, yeah, Black Widows It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, we have rattlesnakes, we have gators, we have all the shit down there. So it's like, yeah, death is everywhere. And, but we have somehow tricked ourselves into believing that. Uh, nope, it's it's, it's just uh, it's pleasant, it's nice woods, nice lake. Nothing, nothing <laughs> deadly in that thing. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's very fun. Um, back in 2014, I was having this. This house was uh, getting painted after we bought it, and the painters came out. They're from like downtown Baton Rouge, so they weren't exactly accustomed to a semi-rural kind of house type thing. So mm -hmm. they're they're painting the house and everything, and the guys kept going out past the uh, the garage to go take a leak. And uh, so one of them found a uh, eastern speckled king snake out there, which is about four feet long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see, I hear the guys running goes, oh, my God, a snake, a snake, a snake. So I'm thinking, OK, well, they came across a water moccasin. That would be the only thing that they can really get scared or a cottonmouth or something. So I go yeah. wandering out there and it's just the speckled king snake. And they're fairly docile. You know, mm -hmm. they don't really care about humans. So I go out there and I pick the damn snake up and I go and set him out in the back. And these guys are just like watching. Like, I was like, that snake was so big. I was like, yeah, the males are fairly docile. You got to watch out for the females. The females yeah. that get ultra protective and they'll bite the shit out of you, but they're not venomous. So I said, I said Elvis out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was like, guys, I have a toilet right here. If you got to piss, go come inside and pee in a toilet like a, like a civilized person. No, Mr. Eric, I prefer the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I, like to take my, I like to take my life in my hands when I have my dick in my hands. It's a general rule. 
Yeah, and not yeah. 10 minutes later, there was an actual water moccasin out in the yard, and I had to go kill it with a shovel. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and the one guy was, like, reaching out to, to pick it up. I'm like, no, it can still bite you and kill you, even mm-hmm. though it's dead. So leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't even look at it. Yeah. Just get back to work. How about that? <laughs> but, yeah, that was part of... Uh, that's part of growing up in the rural area, like not in the big city, you know, where you just back up to woods and you make trails and do all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even know how many snakes we killed as kids. And we probably killed some good ones not knowing because we were ignorant. But yeah, um, I've had to replace or not replace, but like remove. Yeah. So folks in the south, if you do have a speckled king snake on your property, leave it because yeah, leave it'll it. eat the water moccasins. It'll eat rats. It'll mm-hmm. eat other little rat snakes and everything else. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah same thing with gardener snakes and stuff like that it's like yeah just walk over uh don't worry about those they'll just keep the critters down the ones that you actually don't want in your house right um but yeah no i love life in the south i, I don't ever plan on moving and i'm glad to hear that uh that brit is enjoying georgia especially coming from california there's so many people i know that move to georgia or the south probably louisiana as well yeah. Where they just bitch and moan. Oh my god, it's so humid. My hair's all fucked up. I got mosquito bites everywhere. I got poison I like, ivy on day two. Yeah, look around. The women seem to be fine. They know it's going to be humid. They take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I And I, I know you've mentioned this before, that uh, you've had Amanda Griffith and uh, Maurice on uh, at least once. Yes, um, I, I love them both. <laughs> yeah, two of my favorite people uh, in the whole world. And I know Amanda's a UCLA student out there in LA and I've talked yeah. with her at length, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing oh, yeah. out there in LA? And then with her Chicago accent, she's like, I oh, know it's great. I really love it. In fact, as soon as I leave, I'm going right back to Chicago. And I'm like, I, yeah, I can't say it's that. like, again, don't, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Well, in that case, yeah. I was like, if you still kind of want it to be kind of lefty, hippy dippy, there's Austin, Texas. That's, that's why Austin exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, as far as Atlanta, there's pretty much the entire city of Atlanta. It's ble- I mean, have you seen the election map? It's uh, it's bluer than, I guess, my background. It's yeah. uh, there's no hope. There's no hope in saving it. Uh, I've been telling everybody to abandon cities for years now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, necessarily. Move New Orleans is the Louisiana blue spot. So. Yeah, yeah. Now I've been to Louisiana a couple times. It's been a while, but I think the last time I was out in Louisiana. I went out there for Christmas, which, you know, typically is like, oh, that's that sounds nice. I'm sure it yeah. was quite scenic with uh, all the Spanish moss and the lights and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, we went in uh, Christmas of 2005, four <laughs> months after Katrina. Yeah, a yeah. Terrible move, by the way. I don't know if anybody <laughs> out there was wondering, well, Jim, tell me, how did it go? Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> there were roads that didn't exist. There was the uh, the military that would prevent us from driving any further because i went out there with a buddy of mine who uh, has family in bunky and oh bunky louisiana where your cell phone signal will completely drop out and be non-existent yeah what the (laughs) hell's a cell phone Uh, you just level out the the dining room table with it but um we went down to new orleans because that's where his sister lived and she got airlifted out of there during katrina because she worked at a hospital and uh yeah generators went out and Everything was chaos, and so uh, they airlifted. She hopped on a helicopter and got the fuck out. But we went back for Christmas just because it was like, well, nobody else is going there. Um, why not? And <laughs> I saw boats and trees and houses in the middle of the oh, road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was still very, very, very fucked up. So I still have yet to this day seen New Orleans in any other state um, <laughs> than that. And so I'm a little warped. Anytime you say New Orleans, I'm like, man, uh, I'm sure I'm certain that it's far better than immediate post Katrina. But that was a that was a sight to see for sure. Eye opening as hell. Yeah. The last time I was uh, down in New Orleans, like you could hear gunshots in the distance because, uh, as I said with Brit, I was like, once the sun goes down, New Orleans becomes a completely different place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so gunshots were ringing out. And I said and uh, I saw some tourists, they kind of like ducked down behind like a, behind a pole and everything with a, with a concrete bottom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, it, it's not incoming that that's over there. It, yeah. it was, it was a 25 automatic and a nine millimeter. You guys have nothing to worry about. Stand up. Yeah. yeah. And they're just, just kind of looking at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Wait about three minutes and then they'll get their bearings and they'll start it up again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I was like, yeah, that's yeah, just street gang stuff over on Carondelet. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you're not wearing any red or blue, are you? Like, <laughs> you should be fine. Now down there, it's orange and white. So oh, just be see, careful. <laughs> I would have made a rookie mistake. Well, good to know. <laughs> good to know. I mean, it's the same thing in every city, uh, at least in yeah. Atlanta. I mean, I'm glad that Chicago's getting all of the uh, publicity for being uh, just a, a shooting alley. But it's no different. Yeah, I mean, they call I mean, it Chirac. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Baltimore is hellacious. St. Louis is hellacious. There's parts of Atlanta I just won't go to. Um, the, the ghetto and the hood uh, in Atlanta is just as bad as any ghetto in any hood in any city. Uh, yeah. They're still shooting the shit out of people. Yeah, and I, we even get it right here around Baton Rouge. I mean, I know that if I'm ever up in North Baton Rouge, you know, when I used to drive for Uber, I would get some of the riders. And I was like, do you take any calls in North Baton Rouge? And I was like, yeah, all the time. And I was like, aren't you scared? And I was like, no, I carry a gun with me and I'm not driving an F-150 with a Confederate flag on the back. So <laughs> I'm not violating the rules of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm being a, I'm being a peaceful visitor. Uh, well, that's actually <laughs> one thing that we talk about a little bit on, uh, on my stupid show. The, uh, an actual one third of uh, the show, Arona. <laughs> He's an Uber driver, and where our airport is is just like any other city. I imagine it's in the poorest neighborhood uh, yeah. in that city. Baton so Rouge Net Airport is right in North Baton Rouge, right in the middle of it. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's where the cheapest land is, and that's where they got to buy a lot of it. So it's usually surrounded by uh, the ghetto, and yep. so if you're an Uber driver, the first thing you do is you. You start off at the airport because you're guaranteed to get a ride and you're likely yeah. taking some out of town businessman or somebody on vacation going to a hotel <laughs> easy peasy but then he'll be sitting there and he's like all right i've been here for you know i, I want to get going and so uh, something else will pop up he'll grab it and it's just right around the block and he's like ah, i could probably be back in 10 minutes it's it's some dude <laughs> that's likely pushing weight that just needs somebody to get him out of the hood and here he comes like hey Hi, how are you doing? Let me get. Oh, okay, sure. Have a make yourself at home. Uh, but he tells stories about that all the time. Uh, in fact, we got him a, a drive cam, where for his own safety protection and insurance purposes, but also because yes. I want to laugh at some of the people that he picks up. And holy hell! Like you remember <laughs> the show uh, Taxi Cab Confessions? Oh, I've I've experienced quite a bit. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's still alive and well. The general public is still batshit crazy, and sometimes the best way possible. What always got me was they're willing to misbehave with a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. It's like me, There's if I go out in public, I'm going to be on my best behavior. I'm going to try and not freak somebody out or cause a, some kind of issue. But some of these people that, that I used to pick up, they would just go out of their way to misbehave. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, the, the things people will tell a, a complete stranger blows me away. I'm like, I don't oh, say I would hear about shit. their medical history, mm -hmm. what their ex-boyfriend used to do to them and everything. And I was like, I, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> no, really don't. Uh, would appreciate you being quiet, but it sounds like you've probably killed somebody before. So I guess just, <laughs> the floor is yours. Well, uh, yeah, uh, one of the last stories, Arona's kind of stopped telling stories like maybe he's hit a, a lull where he's uh not getting the real interesting ones now it's like picking but, up actual sane people yeah which is a <laughs> good thing for him but it's a bummer right. for me because i just want to yeah. hear about all it's the like i want content <laughs> yeah well one of the last people he picked up um basically fessed up that his wife murdered their or her mother and buried her in their backyard Wild. And was going through all of this explicit detail on how it was done. <laughs> and he calls me up and he's like, man, you won't believe the story I just heard. It's a humdinger. And I'm like, I think you should call the cops, man. Like, Dude, you I, may not realize this, but you became an accessory after the fact. Exactly. And, <laughs> and so he started looking it up and he's like, oh, yeah, no, actually, this woman's already in jail awaiting her trial and, and uh, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you might want to just clear it. This guy might still be an accomplice. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. I'm just saying, you know, I know we can poo-poo snitch culture and all that stuff, but uh, none of the guys like, I got to get this off my chest, man. It's really been weighing me down. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, man. I mean, he's begging for help. Maybe uh, 
maybe yeah he's he's got something heavy on his conscience he's trying to get rid of it Mm -hmm. yeah i had one lady uh i picked up one night um picked him up from the varsity theater in baton rouge uh they had just come from seeing dinosaur jr and i'm sitting there thinking to myself i was like why are all these young kids going to go see dinosaur jr he wasn't even that popular in the 90s when i was a teenager no he'd be opening (laughs) for like mud honey yeah and so I was like, "Why are you guys going to go see it?" It was like, "I don't know, it's something at the theater tonight." I was like, "Okay, I, I can understand that." So I picked her and her uh, and her date up. We we stop, and she tells me, "Hey, pull over at this racetrack. I need to get some uh, need to get some stuff." So she tells the guy, "Hey, go inside. Go get me a pack of gum because I've been drinking all night. I want to have a pack of gum." So he goes, "Okay, no problem, babe." So he gets out of the car, goes into the racetrack, and no sooner did the door close behind him, she goes, "Okay, let's ditch this loser." I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, that guy's, he's not going to make it. We're, we got to go. I was like, isn't that your boyfriend? He goes, no, that was my date tonight. And he sucked. So I was like, okay, great. I would, I would just be like, who's paying? I, oh, she, I she was the one who ordered the Uber. So she knew what she was doing. Okay. So yeah. So as, as I'm pulling out and like driving out of the parking lot, I'm kind of looking in the rearview mirror. He comes outside and he's got his hands up like, what the fuck? So is that just a purely a judgment call on you or do you like what what's the protocol there is it like I got I can't just be stranding people around the fucking thing. Uh, Yeah it's like uh, it's like human intuition is like I, I, come on that's a little bit scummy of you to do that but at the same time she was the one who ordered it so <laughs> I mean it was like have, uh, the have the difficult conversation of like all right well just tell me where the dude lives I'm going to drop him off at his house you can just <laughs> tell him uh, I'm going back to, you know, then make up a yeah. lie, but I can't, I don't know if I can feel a good conscience about just. Oh yeah. Like, it's like, as soon as we got please. out of there, she was, she was telling me all about it. It was like, oh yeah, he got handsy, like right immediately. And we're sitting there watching the show and he's like, grabbing me around the waist. I was like, dude, this is our first date. You know, it's like, uh, I was like, oh, okay. He's, he's being an asshole. He kind of deserved it. If anything, I would probably give her some tips. Like, Hey, you're kind of handling, handling this whole thing. Like a rookie. Here's what you do if you want to ditch a dude and you need some John Q public, you know, that doesn't know what's going on. As soon as he gets out, say, this guy's trying to kidnap me. He's already tried to, he's already tried to rape me once. Like, you can't even see what was going on back here. Like, please save me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's like, oh, no brainer. Let's, let's, uh, you know, let's get out of here. But if it's just like, that guy was kind of a nerd. It's like, all right, tough shit and loser. It's like, we're, let's we're ditch this here. loser. I was like, yeah. what? Good luck. Yeah. Oh, and I, then uh, I've had married couples like try to pop, proposition me to be their third. That was always kind of weird. Pick them up at the uh, <laughs> at the casino. We go home and it's like, hey, you want to, you know, I look look at him, look at the wife. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you want a test drive? You know? <laughs> I was like, shopping. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, you're like 30 pounds overweight. She's not much better. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen a couple of times. I, I have to travel a little bit for work, like, and they usually put me up in a hotel or whatever. And, um, usually, the skeezy 60 year old couple comes over. Oh, we like your vibe. <laughs> yeah. So shit like that, like where, uh, a, a semi attractive woman that's within five to 10 years of my age comes up and starts cutting it up. And I'm like, well, this just landed in my lap. This, this is too easy. And I'm sitting there yeah. thinking to myself, man, I still got it. And next thing I know, I just feel a on the back of my neck, and I was like, "Hey, what are you two up to?" And I'm like, "Ah, nothing, nothing at nothing. all, absolutely nothing." <laughs> Whatever you thought you saw, uh, it was another guy. In fact, yeah. In fact, an Uber just took him away from me <laughs> because he was being handsy with your lady. Probably it's like, what are you, him, what are you right? drinking, sir? I'd like to buy your next drink. <laughs> <laughs> and does it rhyme with roofie? Because that's all we're serving. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's like driving for Uber. If anybody is like introverted and they can't like stay and being out in public, maybe don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting because like uh, Arona is a is a, 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 pretty much an introvert. Um, you know, we've been friends for twenty two years, so it's like obviously we don't have that issue. But he is tailor made for like the hospitality industry. Like, he actually gives a shit about random strangers, like making sure that they have an enjoyable time, that he has questions about how how their day is going, and he actually is interested in hearing the response. Like, that's not me at all. I don't don't share that sentiment of uh, that common interest in my fellow man 
I'm not saying this is a good thing. I know it's terrible. I'm a trash human. But he has all of that. And so I'm like, yeah, dude, you're built for this. Like, he goes in the hood just going, nothing bad's going to happen to me. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> going to see that I'm a nice guy. And I'm just like, nah, dude, I wouldn't go in there. You know, <laughs> I don't care what tip that they're going to give you on the Uber app. Uh, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's like anytime I had to go into North Baton Rouge, I was always cognizant of what was going on around me. And, you know, the gun was like right there. So I was like, if shit goes sideways, I'm at least prepared. I'm at least watching what these guys are doing because it would be nothing for them to like throw a cinder block at your car mm-hmm. while you were driving through. Cause that's actually happened to some Uber, Uber drivers before. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a story every you know month or so around here where it's like an Uber driver was found, uh, yeah. you know, two blocks away from his last known whereabouts, blah, 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 with 18 shots in the back of the head. And it's like, <laughs> talk about a bad review. Yeah, they, they had a little spate of them in New Orleans. Apparently what they would do is the street gang would send one of their girlfriends uh, down to Bourbon Street, get picked up by an Uber driver, and uh, just kind of pay attention if he's got like money in his wallet and stuff, like hand him a cash tip and see where he puts it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if they knew that one particular Uber driver had a whole bunch of cash tips, they would uh, they would target that guy. So Dirty, dirty, dirty. Oh, yeah. Those daggum millionaire Uber drivers. Everybody you know wants to. <laughs> Everybody's shooting to the top there. Well, like one thing that we have here in Atlanta, and I don't know if it's specific to Atlanta or if this exists in Baton Rouge or uh, New Orleans, <laughs> but we have what's known as the Water Boys, where, like, uh, like the higher end area of Atlanta is Buckhead. Yeah, and you'll stop on Lenox Road and Peachtree, one of the seventy-five Peachtrees we have. And just a gaggle of kids will bum rush your car if it's a really nice car. Luckily, I drive a piece of shit. I've never had this happen. But if you're in a Mercedes or better, yeah. you just get inundated with like 12 kids with bottled waters and Gatorades that are will not take no for an answer. They will be in front of yeah, your car. Yeah, they'll we'll block just, the car. Yeah, yeah they're going to get something out of you. Um, and there's been so many reports. Of, and all those kids, those little kids are packing. So... Occasionally, there'll be a driver that's you know flashes a gun and then, yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's like over a bottle of water. Those kids would have taken two bucks. Just yeah, you know. I, I just get buy it. a I bottle of water. Don't drink it. You know. <laughs> yeah, throw it away and uh, take a different route home. You know, next time. Um, but a lot of times they hit people up that don't know about that because most people it's like yeah I'll just run a red light if I see a whole group of kids and I'm just getting the hell out of here because you'll just get bum rushed and you won't be able to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I don't know if that's Atlanta specific, but it, it sucks. Oh no, you'll find that all over the world, especially if you go to like uh, Europe, because mm-hmm. they'll have a bunch of like little street toughs uh, just kind of hanging out in the tourist areas, and then they'll just surround people and start begging for money and stuff. And you're not getting out of there without, you know, emptying the contents of your wallet. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And if they see a bunch of cash, they will uh, they'll send somebody after you and carjack you once they see where you're you're parking. Right. But like, I remember there just being the days of the happy ho- hobo, you know, it might be missing a foot, just kind of <laughs> chilling in the middle median just with a sign. And it's like, yeah. if your sign's funny, you're getting whatever's in my wallet. Yeah. Um, if I happen to stop completely like perpendicular with you, I'll 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 give you five bucks. Uh, yeah. But if you have a sense of humor, it's your lucky day if I'm, you know, actually. Have yeah, don't give wallet. me the sob story of, you know, God bless you and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't care. Tell me. Uh, <laughs> tell me anything that will make us both laugh. Uh, and yeah, then I feel that you've earned it. But just bum rushing my car for something that I already have in the cup holder. It's like, yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Well, that's probably a good place to leave it off. Uh, Magoo, go ahead and bring all of your uh, grifting on and uh, tell everybody where they can find you and your show. Excellent. Well, Eric, I appreciate the time. Uh, We'll have to get you on Ignore the Rant uh, to help cut it up with me and my other two cohorts. Um, Yeah, so Ignore the Rant podcast. You can find it on all podcast playing apps. Uh, As you can see on the screen, if you're watching, you can follow me on Twitter at Magoo underscore ITR. You can follow the podcast at Ignore the Rant, both on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, other than that, thanks a lot, man. appreciate it. Ah, no problem at all. And, guys, you don't have to go hunting and pecking too far for that because all of that is listed down below in the show notes. So there you go. Magoo, 
thank you for coming on, sir. And uh, I'll see you around the timeline, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, stay there because I'll say bye to you off the air. All right. And there he goes, folks. Magoo from Ignore the Rant. Uh, it's a great show. You guys definitely uh, catch it. Uh, meantime, if you guys want to help support this content creator, uh, wink, uh, I've got all of my notes down there in the in the show notes as well. Uh, on display behind me, I have a couple of t-shirts for sale. Uh, I've got a uh, Bitcoin, uh, have fun staying poor. This body runs off of fat protein and hate for the state. And of course, my infamous get it done. You know, the SH is uh, kind of silent on it. But anyways, guys, take it easy and we'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with out. Out.